Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schopner, and today my guest is my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Yoshi Ram, and we're going to be talking all about an exciting treatment called Ebu. Dr. Yoshi Ram has a clinic called Oasis Family Medicine. I really have learned so much about this therapy through his expertise and knowledge and sharing mutual patients, and I hope you enjoy our conversation today. So welcome, Dr. Yoshi. It's really an honor to have you. Thank you so much. It's a true honor to be with you. Great. Well, I didn't say the name right away because it's called so many different things. And so what we're talking about is you might have heard of EBU or O3D or ozone dialysis or EBO2, or maybe I've missed a name, but those are the names that are circulating. So I would love to start the conversation, Dr. Yoshi, by really, you know, what are the terms you use and what is the treatment we're talking about? Yeah, awesome. So the term, it has over the previous few years gone by various names. And I believe that the name that is most common now is EBU, E-B-O-O. And that stands for extracorporeal blood oxygenation and ozonation. And it's in the realm of ozone therapy. There are a lot of different types of ozone therapy, and they range, as you know, and you can feel free to chime in, but there's so many types of ozone therapy from rectal insufflation, vaginal insufflation. You can do it through the ears. You can um, ozonate olive oil. You can ozonate other oils. You can do kind of moving into the uh, medical office. You could do MAH or major autohemotherapy, which is where they basically take little bit of your blood, put it in a bag, and then run it back into you after mixing ozone into that bag with blood. That Again, that's MAH. And other sometimes that's called a one-pass. And then there's kind of a step up from there is 10-pass, where they're, you're hooked up via an IV, blood kind of comes out, gets ozonated, mixed up, ozonated, and then runs back into your body. And you can do that anywhere from one to 10 times, which is why it's called a 10 pass. And then what I would consider one step up and kind of the latest and greatest in the ozone therapy world is this EBU. Um, sometimes it is called uh, ozone dialysis. That's pretty common for it to be termed that or EBO2 or O3D. But again, EBU is kind of where we're at. In my office, we call it EBU quantum plus because we put it together with a lot of other things. So it's not just EBU, but it's Ibu modified to fit the persona. Thank you for that. And know that, um, you know, it's a, I want people to know it's been a medicine, right? That's been out there for quite some time. So there are always innovative, maybe ways of putting um, the latest research or, you know, technologies together, you know, but it, it's been around for a while. And so um, I love that you're calling, um, you added the quantum in there. I love, mm-hmm. I love that. I didn't uh, know that. Let's just start with, you know, the basics, right, of EBU. So thank you for educating us on that. So what does a patient undergo when they're going through EBU? Yeah, good. So when a person comes in and we decide after, of course, doing everything else beforehand, right? So we don't take a, a new patient and just throw them right on EBU if they haven't gone through everything else that they should being listened to proper history, proper physical, 
lifestyle modifications being done first, um, other testing perhaps to see where the nutritional deficiencies are, the toxicities are at, right? So assuming we've kind of gone through the functional medicine or integrative medicine type of realm, and then if somebody is still needing some extra boost, right? Because I like to say we don't have a deficiency of ozone in us, right? And yet I'm always trying to use the therapeutic modalities that have big potential big benefit with very minimal side effects, mm-hmm. minimal potential side effects. And ozone therapy, when done well and done right and done appropriately, there's a huge potential upside with very little downside if it's done appropriately. And so again, kind of assuming everything's been um, discussed in that arena, and we decide that Ibu is something that we'd like to try, then someone comes in and it's actually two IVs. So you typically two arms, although we can use various veins. Typically, blood will come out of one arm and it will go through a filter and then it will come back in the other arm. Mm-hmm. In that filter, though, there's ozone, there's an oxygen ozone mixture, and it's going in the opposite direction of the blood. And that filter, that dialysis filter, is really the main beauty of it is that it gives this huge surface area for the ozone oxygen to come in contact with the blood. And that's that's like one of the big beauties of this particular therapy compared to the other ozone therapies, which we also do in our office, right? There's a time and a place for everything. But in this case, we're having this huge surface area of of um, blood being exposed to the oxygen and ozone. And then that newly oxygenated and ozonated blood gets to go back into your body. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're also that filter basically takes things out of the body, substances out of the blood. Now, we're still learning what all of those substances are, but I can tell you based on experience that the sicker someone is, the more, it's a very highly medical term, but the more gunky that (laughs) fluid or foam looks, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, that's still yet to be determined what exactly is coming out, but that's the beauty of it. It's this amazing way to get tons of oxygen and tons of ozone into the body. So the other beautiful part about that filter is that it allows us to give this ozone in a very low gamma or low concentration over a longer time period, like 45 to 60 minutes. And compared to the IV MAH, the one pass that I spoke about before, or the 10 pass where the gamma tends to be much higher, mm-hmm. here we can bring down the gamma or the ozone concentration. And so the body is able to receive this ozone in a more gentle manner, which makes it very well tolerated. And there's people when you do too much ozone, you can get a Herxheimer's reaction or kind of a die-off reaction, um, which is kind of a good process, but happening too quickly. And so we want to minimize that. And so my thing is, how can we, depending on who's in front of us, how can we massage that those ozone levels and that time period and give them tons of good ozone and oxygen into the blood while not overdoing it so that we actually set them too far back? Right. And that's again every therapy, right? The poison is in the dose or the therapy is in the dose. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the that's kind of the process of Ibu. And then 
we actually like to add on um, ultraviolet blood irradiation um, along with full spectrum light therapy and including red light as well. So um, we find that that kind of combination with the EBU is just like amps it up in terms mm-hmm. of effectiveness beautifully. Mm-hmm. I love you've been doing this, you know, therapy um, at quite some volume in your office, I think for a few years now. So I love that you're evolving and making it better and seeing how it can become, you know, a really amazing treatment for for patients. And I want to get into those parts and just, um, again, for people who are still new to some of the terms we just um, talked about. Um, and I want to echo this, this checks a lot of boxes, this treatment. It's, I feel like people, for me, when I refer people to you or other offices that um, are doing this, again, there is minimal risk for a adverse reaction compared to some of the other treatments that it's, you know, more likely. I mean, we do all the things that we, um, you know, do to minimize the Herxheimer process, but I find that this is very well tolerated in that way. And then I love the filtration component that we, I'm sure we'll talk some more about, you know, in our discussion, because a lot of people are so sick today because of the environmental toxicants that are built up in the system, the, you know, ongoing inflammatory processes that continue to go on in people's bodies. And so this is a way to really elegantly, almost like, you know, short circuit or, you know, biohacker override kind of getting away, um, you know, that might take a few years to get some of these things out if we just relied on, you know, supporting the body as a detoxification. Um, so I, I feel like we need um, more elegant, um, stronger, but as best tolerated um, treatments as possible for our patients so they can really just get better faster, right? And, that, and that's what I know we we both want for our patients. Um, so, so let's just, again, Ozone kind of 101, you've done a amazing job describing all this, but why do people benefit from ozone just in case people are still new to this topic or listening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome question. And definitely, I know you know a lot about ozone. So chime right in for yeah. when I mi- <laughs> if I miss something, which I probably will, but ozone does, it's kind of hard to explain what it does because it does so much. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really does. Um, it decreases inflammation in the body by balancing the cytokines. We've, a lot of people are more familiar with cytokines and the cytokine storm, right? Well, there's a lot of different cytokines in the body and these balance out inflammation and immune system. And so ozone, again, when done in the appropriate dose, really just tends to modulate those cytokines. And so you get this effect of modulating the inflammation, right? Inflammation is not good or bad in the body. It's good when you get a cut, you need some local inflammation so you can heal better, right? You need to have like kind of a little oxidative burst or a little inflammation when you get exposed to a, um, a bug, a nasty bug, right? An infection. But we don't want to turn that on too much. Otherwise, we get chronic inflammation and maybe even autoimmunity, right? Mm-hmm. And so ozone just really brings that into balance. There's, you know, it turns on the, when done in a mild or moderate manner, it turns on the, it actually allows the body to make more antioxidants, right? Mm. And again, antioxidants aren't good or bad. They're good when used appropriately or in the right amounts. There's such thing as too many antioxidants. Mm. And then when you give higher doses, uh, like sudden bursts of higher dose, it actually works more at the genetic level. 
So it's almost like an epigenetic factor. And um, it's kind of, I think of it as kind of revving a car, like when you're in neutral or like on a cold morning where you just kind of need to rev an old car. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of giving that revving motion to the to the body. It kind of kickstarts it, so to speak. Um, ozone definitely like it does so many good things to the red blood cells it makes them more malleable which is a good thing it helps the blood vessels dilate or just kind of it softens the blood vessels so they can dilate more easily when when appropriate and then ozone definitely just turns on metabolism increases atp increases nad which those are kind of two of the main forms of energy in the body kind of the currency of energy in the body um, at least by Western scientific standards, though that could be maybe another discussion. <laughs> um, but I mentioned real briefly that it increases metabolism. It actually it does that very much. One thing we learned in our office pretty quickly <laughs> was that the EBU is so powerful that it actually caused some of our first patients to go hypoglycemic. And so now we have people actually eat a well-rounded meal beforehand and that becomes a non-issue, but that just shows the true power of ozone and how much it really can speed up the, that metabolism. So that's kind of a, I would say that's a basic overview of what ozone does in the body. It is directly, if it is, it's used a lot in sanitation plants because it actually does directly kill bacteria and other bad bugs. But in terms of what that, you know, a lot of people, even with infections, it's not like the infections, the chronic infections I'm talking about, you know, those aren't just floating around in the blood. Most of that is tucked away in tissues. So mm-hmm. while ozone that hits the actual blood may kill some of those viruses or bacteria, that's not the main reason that we would use it for, right? Mm-hmm. It's really that it's affecting the blood, which is then going to affect the immune system and the inflammation system. That's then going to help support your body to do the work to Mm -hmm. actually manage itself Mm -hmm. in whatever autoimmune or inflammatory or infectious situation somebody might be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really excellent explanation. And, you know, I think when we are treating a lot of chronic illnesses that where people have chronic infections, we can get in that mode of thinking about, oh, we need to just reduce their viral load and people get better. And there, I mean, there is a, of course, a role in that, but it's really kind of deranged inflammatory response that's just been, you know, prolonged for way too long. And that is why people are sick. And, you know, I think that's where people are um, who might not have been in this world are really understanding with long COVID. It's after the acute infection, people are struggling with their symptoms. So, so let's just talk about the filter for a moment before, um, you know, we talk about the things that you've done to enhance and amplify the results for your patients. So again, we, we don't know a lot, right. Which is exciting. Cause I think this is a really great opportunity to learn and to put um, hopefully more and more labs we can investigate and understand what really is coming out of the blood. But let's start with what we do know. And then you and I may be able to hypothesize a little bit of what we at least want the filter to do. (laughs) (laughs) What what do we know that it um, is is getting rid of? Um, We don't, I, I wouldn't say we know very much. Yeah. Like that's that's the honest, scientific, truthful answer there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll just repeat it. I was sharing this with you right before we say record, but we just saw someone who's 
post-vaccine and and then many months in bed, wasn't able to partake in life, right? And he's just now coming out of that. He came in for his first session today as we're recording this, right before we're recording it. And the filtrate, the, the fluid and foam that came out, it just looked very different from the average person that comes here. You know, we've fine-tuned things. We've done almost a thousand of these therapies um, over the past almost two years, year and a half. And we fine-tuned things and based off of that person's history and everything else that went on during that session, it's like, this is, I, I know there's something in this that is not normal. You know, now what proteins are in there? I don't know. I would love to know, which is why we're, it looks like as of this September, we will be partaking in a study hopefully well-designed study to actually be able to give you a more clear answer about what exactly is going on um, because mm -hmm. that's needed. Um, mm -hmm. It can offer us more reassurance and um, also opportunities to improve. Right. Yeah. I, I know there's, I know there's a lot of things that come off. I don't know what those are. TBD mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. to be yeah. determined, you yeah. know, and it's exciting. Yeah. I can't wait till we know what's in there. Um, I've, I've done some very basic blood work on it. Well, it's not blood, but I've done some very basic, sent out some very basic stuff, but it hasn't shown me anything that I didn't already know kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it hasn't been, it hasn't given us any sexy info because we haven't sent off any sexy tests, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I'm yeah. excited for us to this September. It looks like we will be partaking in a really nice study you know, and then looking forward to being able to share that with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really looking forward to that too. And I, yeah. And I, I know that with the patient population we see, we often, you know, don't know a lot of, you know, why exactly things work. Right. But it's the clinical observation and of course, making sure everything's safe, which we've obviously talked about. Um, here, but we'll recommend and continue to do it, you know, for your patients. And, you know, I think um, this treatment has really showed all of these amazing improvements. And now it's up to us to understand, to go back and understand the why, you know, the whys and the hows. But, you know, again, from a clinic, want to see the patients get better, right? And this treatment has proven a lot of, you know, head people in the right direction. Real, real quickly, sorry to interrupt. There's been a ozone therapy itself has been around for decades and decades. So it's kind of, we have a lot of kind of standing on the shoulders of giants, right? We have probably 70 years worth of ozone mm. therapy to stand on. And so we know that this ozone is really phenomenal and the way we're giving it is really phenomenal. The part that we don't know that still is TBD is that filtered part. And yeah. how does that play in? So I just kind of wanted to highlight yeah, no, ozone yeah. therapy itself is, mm -hmm. I mean, been used for a long time and to great benefit. Yeah, no, thank you for that. So one of the things that maybe we can just noodle on um, is that a lot of people are sick today because of this idea that we are really exposed to a, a high number of environmental toxicants, really from, you know, birth and even preconception, you know, we can mm -hmm. um, actually now um, know that impacts us more and more. And so 
you know, with that being said, thinking about um, obviously different tissues in the body or where some of these things get stored, but there is the potential idea that the filtration is um, filtering what could be circulated in the blood. And then how I make sense of it is, you know, the more that we offload the body of certain things, like let's say in the blood, then the body's able to actually reduce um, stress in other areas and help to kind of regulate, you know, the, the regulation turns on and it's not a far reach in my understanding and kind of what patients have shown me that they're able to get, you know, things out of deeper stored tissues as we kind of clean up the blood in these areas. And so I um, would love to hear just your speculation because we don't, we don't know yet, um, but we're exposed to metals and pesticides and microplastics and all sorts of persistent organic pollutants mm -hmm. and petroleum products and, you know, the list goes on and on, but what are you, you know, maybe hoping that this filter might help reduce the body burden of? Yeah. And that's where the study, it looks like we're going to be able to probably be testing for all of those toxins that you just mentioned. So again, just, we will have that data coming soon, hopefully by the end of this year. Um, I'll have you back on. <laughs> and, you know, in the meantime, I suspect that those things are coming out. If they're just coming out in a minimal amount, it's like you said, it's it's what else is what else is that ozone therapy doing to really help your body be able to process those chemicals out on its own, even. Mm -hmm. So even after the EBU session, even take away the filter, like then what is your body able to do? I mean, I would. I've told a few people, a few patients to like do massage before coming mm -hmm. in for their EBU session. A few people we've tried doing um, chelation therapy beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, I generally like to do more gentle chelation, but even if it's just the gentle chelation um, mm -hmm. therapy beforehand, it's like, okay, let's give this an opportunity to potentially take some of that out. That's all conjecture at this yeah. point. Yeah, I'm excited to, to see what, what we find. You put some therapies on the other end of this filter um, to amplify based on your knowledge. And I think, as you just mentioned, you know, just the pre-treatments and even maybe even the few days post-treatments, we're going to even have some more ideas on how to really um, get the most out of this. So let's talk about the quantum part. And you talked about different applications of light, right? And yeah. uh, this is an area that I just love learning about. And I love that our body is really wired to emit and receive light and that's a big part of getting us better to help with i mean there's so many properties of why different wavelengths of light work to help us get well but so why don't you walk me through the uv i like to add on the U, ubi and it has u uva uvb uvc the full um, visible light spectrum, all the way from the purples and reds and oranges, yellow, green, blue, back down to the violets. And especially red, and then we actually add on a little extra red light. Mm -hmm. um, we do that for everybody because each of those wavelengths, you kind of alluded to it, each of those wavelengths does something fantastic in the body, mm -hmm. um, which makes sense. I mean, it's all of those things we get from the sunlight, right? Mm -hmm. And the sun is part of a basic healthy lifestyle. Right. And so this is just kind of 
taking the sun and putting it in a little box and then shining it at the blood, right? Mm -hmm. That's blood that's actually outside of the body. So maybe not even filtered out by the skin and any other tissues, soft tissues that are typically between the sun, the outside sun and the blood. So, and what, what we've noticed again, after doing hundreds and hundreds of these therapies, those people who get that light tend to feel even better than those who don't get the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically, we've just kind of gone to like, we're doing it with the light. That's mm-hmm. going to be what we recommend as our baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And then we here at our office, we actually will sometimes, not always, it depends on the person and too much of a good thing is not necessarily good. So it's kind of a person by person situation where we'll decide whether or not to add methylene blue. Methylene blue is exquisitely most of the light spectrum actually does activate methylene blue, but it's specifically sensitive to kind of the 660 to 670 um, nanometer wavelength, uh, which happens to be red, like right in the middle of the red light spectrum, which is why we add on extra red. And I like to do red light and infrared light on the head at the same time while pulsing at 40, basically 40 hertz or gamma frequency. And so it's just kind of you know, there's so much, our our brain takes a huge proportion of our blood flow. I think it's 25%. Don't hold me to that, but it ta- it uses up so much of our blood. So much of our blood passes through our brain. And so if we can get a little bit of extra methylene blue in there and then add the light on the head as well, the goal is to help that brain fog, right? Help energy, help the brain fog, help any infections that might be there methylene blue, it's kind of a whole nother discussion, but ultimately what it does is it helps enhance the abilities of the mitochondria. And the mm-hmm. mitochondria are the little like energy, the, the batteries of our cells. So our most active tissues in the body have the most mitochondria. Two of those most active tissues happen to be the brain and the heart. And so it tends to, methylene blue tends to be really good for the brain, especially when it's extra activated by those kind of photonic packets of red light energy coming straight at it in the mitochondria. And then we, I let, we again, depending on the person, so I'm just kind of throwing everything out there, but we'll add on um, ocean minerals or hydrogen water, uh, various homeopathic remedies as well, um, intravenously. So mm. it's kind of a, depends on the person, but there's a lot more that can be done. And then we use a little quantum energy device as well. So it's fun and it's evolving and it's always evolving. And my staff, I love my staff and I couldn't do anything without them. <laughs> they're really, they're like my hands, right? I'm kind of the brain, they're my hands. So I'm so thankful to them, but they do give me a hard time for always kind of um, enhancing and changing things up. But I think that's the, that's the fun part about medicine and, you know, medicine is a practice mm-hmm. and, um, Everybody is such an individual in such a different situation. Even if you have the same diagnosis mm-hmm. from person to person, still so different. That's where the the fun part mm-hmm. and the, the true healing potential lies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love um, how you layered this whole other layer onto the treatment. I'm um my patients have taught me and really my curiosity and passion leads me to continue to study is how do we bring more of the quantum medicine and how do we bring more of the biophysics into, you know, what we already know, of course, you know, we know a lot about functional medicine and biochemistry. And of course that is so important, but I think as you said that 
our treatments and therapies can be amplified and bringing in, you know, these principles, these, these tools that work on that part of our nature. And I, you know, I, I think really that's the future more and more that these are not just, you know, in a few offices or niche treatments, but really we're wired to work with light and sound and frequency and you know, the more that we yes. we accept that, I think um, the more exciting it is too, and more fun, and people feel good, right? You know that these yeah. are the therapies that people feel better more quickly too. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my brain, of course, is just a couple logistics, and maybe some of the practitioners are listening. So, I know, um, I think last time I interviewed you for a summit, you were just doing the red light, and maybe you had a UV, like what you guys I think call a photonic sleeve, where the um, tubing passes um, through the light and comes on the way back to the um, the vein. So are you having all of those colors of light that you mentioned all in one? Mm-hmm. Box? And so yeah. It's just a more robust, um, you know, there's more lights, more different um, wavelengths in that one kind of yeah. apparatus. But, all of those lights are in the one apparatus. And then we also put on a little bit of red light right after the, the blood goes back into the body. So okay. kind of higher on the arm, assuming okay. it is the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll add on some red light. And then we have the, the cap as okay. well the, right. with the red and infrared cap. Mm-hmm. And then we have a blanket and kind of depending on if someone's having a, a bladder infection, for example, we'll put it over their pelvis, their, their lower abdom, abdomen. Um, if someone's having, um, what do we do? Oh, someone with a heart issue. So earlier today, I'm like, okay, let's put it over the heart um, yeah. just for that extra little pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think the ivy methylene blue and the, you know, red, you know, all the light and then the red and infrared topically over the bladder, that could be a really mm-hmm. good way to get, you know, yeah, we've, you know like chronic we've, bladder. Yeah. yeah, we've had really good success. Um, it's not like we've done it a bunch, but out of the maybe seven or eight people who We've actually done that too, who have kind of gone that route, chosen to go, go that route. Um, it's worked like a charm. Yeah. Um, even a couple with interstitial cystitis, yeah. like gone. I mean, one person a couple of weeks ago, she was like, my one treatment in my interstitial cystitis is like as good as it's been in a few years, you know, and that was just That's one huge. treatment, which is really big. I mean, interstitial cystitis is horrible, horrible yeah. no fun. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Great anecdote. And then I know, of course, about ocean minerals and those things, IV. Um, I know about hydrogen water you ingest, but I don't know about hydrogen water and the IV application. Um, we just ingest it. Oh, yeah. ingest. We just have them. We actually do have people oh, do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh I know. I'm dreaming. <laughs> yes. I don't know about that at all, but okay, the future. Yeah, That's, the future for sure. You can no. structure the, the IV water. Exactly. You know, um, oh, Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> totally yes. geek out on that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I know. I know you just think about obviously, you know, when talking about light and sound and frequency, I think a big part of bringing the concept of structured water in the body and how that's a big part of, you know, health and how our body, mm-hmm. a healthy, healthy cell functions, the fluids in our body function when. We have more exclusion zones in um, the water within us, this gel state of water. And I, I know this treatment is improving people's exclusion yeah. zone. Yeah, um, exactly. Water. 
I, I'm waiting for a biomarker way to measure that in people because yes. I, I think a big part. And a lot of our patients, right? They have all this dishydration, like mm-hmm. dry mouth, but mm-hmm. can't drink water, thirsty and peeing all the time, like minerals don't like, you know, there's yeah. just all these things that we know that that's, you know, I, I think a big piece of the puzzle. So, so, you know, I know we're coming to time here. Is there any last case that just is in your heart that you want to share that stills in your mind? Um, I know people um, who are listening out there are probably thinking, is this for me? So just any patient stories that you feel called to share? Yeah. I mean, this you know, it's, there's, there's no silver bullet. This is not, this is not the right therapy for everybody. Um, Like I mentioned before, it's so important to do all of the other things because this is a time intensive and an invasive therapy of sorts. And so it's just, it's so important to address the other things first. Having said that though, again, once those other things have been addressed really well, we are, you know, it's, it's like, it's not just one, I, we're getting people flying from all over the country and they fly back to us. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just one and done. Um, mm-hmm. Typically they fly back because they're like, oh, this has helped me more than anything else has. Um, and not that this is it, because in reality, it's it's everything that they're doing, right? right. So I don't want to mm-hmm. take too much. I don't want the Eboo to get too much of the credit. Mm-hmm. And yet, for those really hard situations like chronic fatigue, like mold, like Lyme, just any chronic inflammation or autoimmune condition, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, for example, memory, kind of, I would say early dementia. I mean, advanced dementia is very difficult to treat, but um, early mm-hmm. dementia. So the brain, um, brain inflamed or brain blacked up too much gunk in the brain, too much <laughs> toxins in the brain, too much protein inflammation in the brain, right? Like this is phenomenal for anybody in those types of situations. I I kind of should probably stop telling the story about my mom, but she was one of the first patients I treated and she's had yeah. Lyme for pretty much 40 years and mm-hmm. it's affected her sleep. And the first time she got this therapy, um, she had previously, I mean, it had been easily 10 years since she had gotten even six consecutive hours of sleep. She did this therapy and she got eight hours of sleep. And she, I mean, she woke up and, you know, part of me is like, okay, mom, you just like the therapy because it's your sons. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's part of the healing truly. Yeah, of course. And yet she had not, I mean, she got the best night's sleep that she had had in over a decade. And that's just like sleep. Now she had Lyme, but I mean, it was just so powerful. And we, I mean, we get people left and right with mm-hmm. um, those types of um, stories um, of one person who's come back for a few sessions, really bad, really bad rheumatoid arthritis. It's just, this is moving the needle more than anything else has ever mm-hmm. moved it. Mm-hmm. And she, and it also gives her energy, right? So it's like, oh, okay, my arthritis is better, but it also happens to make my clear, my head clearer, you know, my thinking more on target, my focus better. Um, it does wonders for the brain really. And it gives her energy. So that's, those are a couple of kind of anecdotal. Um, mm-hmm. And yet there's so many conditions that this type of therapy could be beneficial for mm-hmm. potentially. Really? And yet it's like all of those basics are so much, I, I, we still get too many people coming in here hoping that it's the miracle cure. 
mm-hmm. still get too many people coming in here hoping it's the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to just do those basics, you know, do the breathing, do the free stuff, the stuff that's like right under your nose, do breathing properly, um, have that sense of purpose, have, have a community, you know, learn to love yourself, um, learn to have that the compassion for others. And it's like the gratitude for the learning opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. mindset is so powerful. And if people would come in with that already and then do this as kind of like the final kicker, like that mm-hmm. would be so much, it would be so much wiser in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it would make that needle be able to, it would make Ibu actually more effective, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. Like we got this really cool, fancy gizmo Mm -hmm. therapy. That's very cool. Like I'm super passionate about it. I love it. It's the bomb. Right. (laughs) Um, And yet it's so important to do those basic things first and have really awesome work on your mindset. So. Yeah. They'll be meditating next while they're in the Ibu. You're going to have a, you know, that's the next layer. Oh yes. Oh yes. (laughs) Oh yes. For sure. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, no. And I um, no, I just I'm very aligned with that. And, you know, that being said, a lot of people haven't been able to travel as much with COVID and, you know, all of that. And there's a lot more things that we can do at home, which is awesome. A lot of my patients have these home, you know, health tools, which are so great. But this treatment, I I do feel I'm just going to endorse it. What I've seen is it uh, for all the circumstances and things that Yoshi just mentioned that, um, it is worth giving it a try if you're stuck out there and you're struggling because it's one of those things, as you said, moves the needle or gives the body momentum to really, you know, it's worth traveling for if you need to, if there's not somebody in your in your town because, um, again, you know, that's sometimes just what the body needs. It needs a little bit of its this assistance and offload this the stress so the body can do the work that it knows how to do. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm super passionate and becoming more and more so with um the more of my patients who have been able to get this. So um so I can't wait to see what you come up with next, but I could I could see it. I can worry mm-hmm. about you know, it's gonna, it's gonna continue. I think there's many more, you know, upgrades that are gonna happen with, oh, yeah. <laughs> with the Ibu in your office. Um, so Yoshi, I'd love for people to figure out um, if they want to learn more about you and your clinic, and if they want to come see you, how can they find out um, more about your clinic? Yeah, awesome. So it's oasisfamilymedicine.com. Again, mm-hmm. oasisfamilymedicine.com. There's myself, there's Dr. Quo, there's Nurse Practitioner Kelly. We do telemedicine too. So if you're not quite sure if it's something you want to do, you can always set up a telemedicine appointment with with one of us and kind of go from there. Yeah, great. Well, no, I have the patients that I've sent to you have had a really amazing experience and I really appreciate your team for taking such good care of them. So thank you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for doing what you're doing and spreading all the good love and good vibes and good word and and awesomeness. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Yoshi Ram. 
please check out his website. It's in the show notes and learn more about his clinic, Oasis Family Medicine. And if you've been enjoying these podcasts, I would be so grateful if you left an iTunes review. I hope that you are having a beautiful day.